Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Well, welcome to Soul City. My name is Jeannie Stevens, and I have the privilege of being one of the founding lead pastors here. And we're a local church in Chicago with a global vision and a simple mission to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And I'm grateful to be with you in this in-between week, the week when you kind of forget what day it is. Christmas is over and New Year's is coming, but all the days just sort of run into one another, kind of like the last 10 months of 2020. And we are in the in-between. We're moving from one year to the next. So we are all in transition. And there's all kinds of transitions. Listen, if you just got your coffee and you slowly moved from the kitchen to the couch, you just experienced transitions. So way to go. And while moving from the kitchen to the couch is relatively small on the list of transitions, transitions are all around us. You've walked through many of them in your life. If you've started a relationship or ended a relationship, you've experienced transition. If you started a new job or ended an old job, you've experienced transition. If you grew up listening to boy bands and you're still listening to boy bands, you probably should transition. Transitions can be expected or unexpected. They can be welcomed or unwelcomed. They can be chosen or imposed, sudden or gradual. And learning to navigate transitions in a healthy way is essential for our transformation. Because guess what? This transition from 2020 to 2021, it is not the only transition that will occur in your life. Transitions are here to stay and you are going to have a lot more of them. And I don't even need to know the specifics of your life to know that moving from one year to the next is not the only transition that you are walking through. I imagine there are other parts of your life that feel in transition. And a transition can bring all the feels with it because transition changes things. And change can cause us to feel uneasy, even out of sorts. And and over the years, I have discovered there are really only two ways to walk through transition. To resist it or to receive it. You can resist it. You can stay closed. You can dig your heels in. You can try as much as you want to keep things as they were. Or... You can receive it. You can be open, surrendered, and trusting that God is at work. And when we're open to receiving all that God has for us in seasons of transition, we don't just go through transition, we grow through transition. And transition is fertile soil for transformation. It's where God clarifies purpose and vision is born. And as you think about having a vision for this next year, 
It's probably safe to say this has been a year unlike any year we have ever experienced. And and I just want to name that if you are reluctant and maybe even cautious about how much hope and vision you should muster for 2021, I get it. I have felt many of the same things. And having vision, it feels a little scary coming out of a year like 2020. But holding on to hope and listening to God for vision is one of the most precious abilities that we have as humans. And you need a vision for your life. You need a vision for your life more than you may realize. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, people perish. Without vision, people perish. Without vision, people stop caring. Without vision, people stop hoping. Without vision, people stop praying. And I can't tell you how much I literally wish I could jump through the screen and look you in the eyes and speak just to you. Listen, I know, I know that life's filled with uncertainties and it feels risky to partner with God to create a vision for your life. But I want to lovingly say it's riskier for you to not have a vision for your life. Without vision, people perish. And you won't accomplish 100% of the visions that you don't set. And the Apostle Paul knew this. So many of his letters to the New Testament church were an invitation to step into the vision that Jesus left for them. I especially love what he says to the church at Philippi. He he says in Philippians 3, starting at verse 13, he says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Now, Paul does not consider himself some visionary guru. He doesn't regard himself as the ultimate life coach. He's not trying to qualify himself as the New Testament Tony Robbins. Paul says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of all God has prepared for my life. That word yet, it's an acknowledgement That vision is always in motion. When it comes to vision for us to own it, we have to participate in taking hold of it. And Paul reminds us that taking hold of vision, it's not a one-time event. It's a daily commitment. And he goes on to say, here's how you do it. But one thing I do, Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul knows. Paul knows where vision lives. It's not behind us. It's ahead of us. 
He knows that you can't find vision by agonizing over the past. Vision comes while anticipating the future. The past is good for analyzing, but it's never good for agonizing. And many of us, we struggle to live in the present moment because we are stuck in a past moment that has already occurred. And listen, it's not that we can't learn from the past. We just can't live in the past. And, and I'm, I'm a visionary, and, and I tend to think about the future way more than I think about the past. But, but this past year, it has been challenging. It's been challenging because the present has been so unpredictable. And just a, a few weeks ago, right around the 10th anniversary, uh, we put up this wall here at the church and it was filled with images that captured Soul City over the past 10 years and, and hundreds of pictures of the past. And, and as I was looking at it one day, I found myself just agonizing over it. And I was wondering, when will we be able to go back to that? When will we be able to worship together, drink coffee together in our lobby, pray together in our prayer hall? And I just felt this, this gentle nudge from the Holy Spirit say, Jeannie, are you willing to have gratitude for the past, but be open to a new future? And listen, while God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, God is also always doing a new thing. And at that moment, I was struggling to see a new thing because all I could see was what wasn't in front of me. And when we anticipate the future with God, it's not about sight. It's always about vision. Sight is what you can see with your eyes open. And vision is what you can see when your eyes are closed. And, and there are things that God wants to show you and it does not look like what you see around you. Vision is what Paul talks about at the end of that verse in verse 14 when he says, the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Do, do you know that that God has a calling for you? God has a vision for your life. And here's what is remarkable about God. Your vision, it's not out there. It's already in here. The vision that God has for you is already within you. But you have to be open to partnering with God to live into that vision. And as Paul says in this passage, I press on toward the goal. There is a goal. There is a vision for you to press on towards. And my question is, do you know your vision? Do you know your vision? You see, vision is not a noun. Vision is not a person, place, or a thing. Vision is a verb. It's an 
action. Vision is a verb. And what happens when you get that job? What happens when you get that husband or that wife? What happens when you have that kid, when you get the house or the car? Vision is not a person, place, or a thing. Vision is a verb. Vision is active. It's always in motion. You know, I have a friend and, and, and he is wildly successful. I mean, he, he's that friend of mine and he has it all. You name it, he has acquired it. And while his life is full of things, he's actually empty and without vision. And some of you, you have lost sight of what God has said to you. And your vision is about acquisitions instead of action. Vision is a verb, friends. It moves and it grows and it challenges us and it changes us. And a vision from God, it changes others. Vision is a verb. The second thing that I want you to know about vision is that vision needs a vessel. Vision needs a vessel. And for many of you, I wonder, I wonder if God told you what he wanted to do with your life, I wonder, would you really be open to it? Are you an open vessel? You see, when God wants to do something in his kingdom, he always looks for an open vessel. If God is going to give you a vision, I just want to ask you, is there enough room inside of your vessel? Because some of you, you don't have a vision because your vessel is congested with all kinds of clutter. And I want to ask you, are you really an open vessel? Is there space inside of your life for a vision from God? Because if God is going to give you a vision, you have to be open to carrying it. And vision needs a vessel. And you being an open vessel is not just what God wants for you. It's what I want for you. It's what this church wants for you. And when Soul City is filled with people living into the vision that God has for their life, the vision of this church becomes unstoppable. And vision is looking for an open vessel. And I wonder if you're open to what God wants to do in your life. Number three, vision needs to be visual. You know, one of the, the worst places for vision to live is in your thoughts. Vision needs to be visual. There's this great verse in the book of Habakkuk, and it says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, and the one who reads it may run. When God gives you a vision, you need to create ways to take the vision out of your mind and put it into your sight. Habakkuk says you need to inscribe it. And when God, a couple of years ago, gave me the crazy idea of climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and working with World Vision to reverse child sponsorship through Chosen, 
I knew, I knew that in order for me to get up that mountain, I would need to see that mountain every single day. So, so I got pictures of Mount Kilimanjaro. I made it my screensaver on my laptop for the entire year of 2019. And on the days I did not want to train, I saw the vision. On the days I felt scared, I saw the vision. Vision needs to be visual. You know, I have this, this ritual for choosing a word with God each year. And once I choose the word, I get a bracelet made so that I can wear that word around my wrist every single day. I want to be able to visually see the vision. And I've had all kinds of words over the years. In fact, here are a few. In fact, the year that I climbed up Mount Kilimanjaro, I chose the word freedom, which also translates to ahuru in Swahili. Um, another year, I chose the word surrender, and I, I wore this bracelet around my wrist every single day. Another year, I chose the word enough. Another word, I chose the word willing. And, and these are some of the bracelets uh, over the last few years from the word that God gave me as, as I stepped into vision for that year. And this last year, uh, God gave me the word Geronimo. I mean, what a word for 2020, Geronimo. I wanted to trade that word in many days this past year. And that word was just what I needed. And I've had it here around my wrist all year long. And when I didn't want to make one more adjustment, Geronimo. When I didn't want to make one more pivot, Geronimo. When I wanted to ignore some of the bigger dreams and ideas that God had given to me for my life in this past year, Geronimo. It was right there around my wrist all year long. An invitation to keep jumping, an invitation to keep trusting, an invitation to keep believing, to keep hoping. You need to see your vision because you know who else has a vision for your life? Your time, your money your talents, and everyone else. Everyone else wants something from you and you need to diligently protect the vision that God has for you. You need to see your vision. It needs to be visual. And if you don't know where you're going, you're gonna always be tempted to cross someone else's finish line. And here's the thing, vision leaks. You can't see it one time and believe it for all of time. You need to keep vision visual. Do you know how many visions and dreams I write down? And at the moment, it doesn't even make sense. But I come back to it because it was visual. And God begins to reveal what it is all about. And I wonder, have you made your vision visual. And finally, vision needs to be visceral. Now listen, 
I only had three V's and then I shared the message with Jarrett and he said, oh, I got another V for you. Vision is visceral. And I knew it was too good. So I, I put it in the message. I didn't want to leave it out. Vision, it needs to send goosebumps up and down your body. Vision needs to be bigger than what you believe is possible. If you can do it without God, it's not a vision. It's just a hustle. Listen, I'm just going to go for it right here. <laughs> I'm going to just, just, just lean in. Some of you are getting all hung up on things that you think can't happen without God intervening. And I just want to say to you, you don't need God to intervene. You just need to take responsibility and start putting some priorities on your projects. Friends, vision is visceral. It's visceral. It's not just like taking responsibility, making sure that your room is cleaned up in 2021 or getting a project done. There are visions that I have and they're literally visceral to me. They scare me. And that's the power of a vision from God. Because on my own, they could never come to pass. And some of you, you've had a vision and it's gotten out of focus. Some of you, you've never had a vision. You don't even know where to start. And if you want to accomplish your vision, you need two things. You just need to want it and you need to be willing to live it. You just need to want it and be willing to live it. You know, I was just chatting with a friend of mine this last week, Jenny, and, and we were talking about, you know, how we were going to set aside some time and, and carve out some space for us to, to really pause and reflect and listen to God and, and anticipate what is it that God has for us in this next year. And, and she literally just turned to me and she looked at me and she said, okay, Jeannie, I'm going to do it. But what do I do to actually figure out my vision? And, you know, I, I so get that question. For so many years, I felt like I was having the same conversation with people over and over around how to actually discover the vision that God has for their life. So finally, I just decided that I was going to write a guide to help people listen and discern to what God was actually saying about the vision for their lives. So I created this vision guide and I, I first just created it for myself and then I decided to just start sharing it with my friends. And so I, I want to share it with you. I created this 2021 vision guide and it is a step-by-step -step process for you to walk through and to create a vision with God for this next year. And here's the thing. Here's what I want to ask of you. I want to ask every person in our church to go through this vision guide and to listen to God for the vision that he has for you, to claim a word for this next year and for us together to do it, to not just want it, but to be willing to live into it. Friends, without vision, people perish. And this world needs you to live into your vision. 
And my hope and my prayer is that this vision guide will be a blessing. It'll be an encouragement to you in that process. You can get it at soulcitychurch.com on our refresh page. It's also over at my personal website, jeaniestevens.com. You can get it in either place. But can you imagine, can you just imagine who we will be? Who we will be as a church if every single one of us opens ourselves up? If we surrender to God and live into the vision that he has for our lives in this next year? Friends, I am believing. I am believing and I have so much faith that this will be a year unlike anything we have ever experienced before. So I want to ask you, I want to ask you, are you willing to listen to God for the vision he has for your life? And if so, I want to invite you to do this vision guide. I want to invite you to then share the word that God and you came up with together. Share it on social media. Tag Soul City Church so that we can cheer one another on as we live into the vision that God has for us in 2021. I want to pray for for all of us right now. So let's pray. God, I am believing. I am believing that you have a vision that you are going to pour out into every person that is listening to this message right now. And God, I am trusting that it is bigger than anything they can see because it's from you. God, I pray that you would give us courage and the faith to believe and then give us the discipline to live it. And God, we are believing for an unstoppable movement of you this next year in our lives. And we love you and we trust you. And we are praying all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen.